Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, August 9th. President Joe Biden is touting his climate record in the West this week. But there's much more about this trip than just the climate. President Biden's latest campaign push has him visiting Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah, making stops focused on the economy and climate change. But make no mistake, there are 2024 re-election politics at play here. We'll get into that. Yesterday, Biden was at the Grand Canyon, where he designated almost a million acres near the Grand Canyon as a national monument, protecting them from uranium mining. Folks, preserving these lands is good not only for Arizona, for the planet. It's good for the economy. It's good for the soul of the nation. And I believe my core and my course, the right thing to do. But there's more work ahead to combat the existential threat of climate change. Biden also unveiled new funding for climate resilience for national parks. It's all part of a bid to attract and keep engaged and enthused younger voters who care quite a deal about climate issues, according to most polls, as well as address concerns from a region in the country that has been particularly affected by climate change. The Southwest has been rocked by extreme heat this summer. Phoenix, Arizona saw a record month straight where daily temperatures climbed to at least 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Globally, July was the planet's hottest on record by far. On this trip, the president sat down with the Weather Channel to promote his climate achievements and dole out some criticism of his political opponents. We're in a situation where the way in which we're dealing with many states who are dealing with the energy crisis is outrageous. Wind and solar are cheaper than than, than, uh, fossil fuels. A key moment in this Weather Channel interview came when President Biden falsely claimed that he had declared a national climate emergency. Are you prepared to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change? I've already done that. National, we've conserved more land. We've moved in, we've rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. We've passed a $368 billion climate control facility. We're, we're, we're moving. It's the, it is the existential threat to humanity. Now, Biden later tried to clean this up by saying he declared a national emergency, quote, practically speaking. His press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, came out to say that he was referring to the Defense Production Act and something he had done related to that over a year ago. Protecting land, most, almost a million acres of land. And what does that do? That protects clean energy, that helps uh, the economy and local and the local economy, and clean water, right? And so all of those things are incredibly important, and the president has been incredibly ambitious. Look, what the president was talking about is the, uh, the, defense, uh, the defense Production Act. That's something that he did very early on. In fact, climate activists are very much aware that he has not declared a national emergency when it comes to climate, something that they have been asking for from this White House. So his comments sort of caused consternation where he was hoping this trip would be nothing but creating enthusiasm and commitment to his re-election effort from a portion of his base that puts climate atop their most important issues. 
Now, Biden has taken a number of steps, both legislative and executive, to fight climate change. There's no doubt about that. That includes the Inflation Reduction Act, which allotted $369 billion in funding to combat climate change. But he stopped short of declaring that national emergency people have been seeking from him since he took office. What would that do? Well, it would unlock new funds and federal authorities. Federal agencies are hamstrung in other ways. Extreme heat, which has so affected the Southwest, is the deadliest category of natural disaster. But FEMA isn't able to offer assistance because heat isn't listed in its federal mandate. Biden has been catching a lot of flack for continuing to sign off on various drilling and pipeline projects. Just last month, a 21-year-old climate activist went viral for confronting White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre during a briefing about the approval of new oil and gas projects. Take a listen. Will the administration stop approving new oil and gas projects and align with youth, science, and frontline communities from the north slope of Alaska to Louisiana? When Biden ran back in 2020, he presented an ambitious climate agenda that helped drive massive turnout of younger voters. One of his promises included, quote, no more drilling on federal lands, period, 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 end quote. That promise has been broken. Just earlier this year, Biden greenlit the Willow Project, a massive decades-long oil drilling venture on Alaska's North Slope that has drawn a huge amount of criticism among climate activists. When confronted with that broken promise, this is what President Biden had to say. The court said I couldn't do it. I wanted to stop all drilling on the East Coast and the West Coast and in the Gulf, but I, got, I lost in court. But we're still pushing. Biden previously explained he had wanted to block the Willow Project, but was convinced by his lawyers that ConocoPhillips, the company that would be carrying out the drilling, would challenge the decision in court and probably win. Something else that's been raising eyebrows amongst the youth climate activists, DOJ's legal battle over whether a landmark youth climate lawsuit should be allowed to go to trial. It's a case called Juliana versus United States, first brought in 2015 by a group of 21 young people. It argues that the federal government is harming this young generation's constitutionally provided rights to life, liberty, and property by continuing to burn fossil fuels. It could be the first constitutional climate case to ever go to trial, but the Biden DOJ is arguing it should be moved back to an appeals court. Now, as I said, this trip isn't just about climate. Yes, that is the focus the White House is putting on it. But Arizona was one of the most closely contested states in the last presidential election. Biden won it very narrowly. His path back to the White House for another four years depends on places like Arizona winning them again. So that is the purpose there, too. Also, Democrats have been losing the share of the vote they had been getting over years and years from Latino voters. Obviously, New Mexico and Arizona have huge Latino populations, critical to any politician's success in those states. And that, too, is on the mind of the Biden reelect team as he is out west this week. But the Biden team knows that they have a story to tell on climate-related policies. It is true that you could find few presidents who have done as much or gotten as much money appropriated from Congress to combat climate change. And yet, 57% of all Americans, according to a recent Washington Post University of Maryland poll, 
disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of climate change. This is similar to his conundrum on the economy. He has a story to tell. It does not seem to be breaking through with the public in terms of his popular support on the issue. And that is a gap that the Biden team is trying to narrow as the president heads into his re-election year. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.